had a lot of friends that kept saying, hey, let's have some fun. And so I had to make some sacrifices there. And so moral dilemma, if you will, I'm like, I want to be successful. I want to make sure that I'm setting myself up for a good future. But here's that tugging away, right? And then college work is not an easy position, right? You got to go door to door and the and I'm sure you know the Arizona heat is not pretty. You got to go door to door and, uh, you know, just sales process. It's hard work, but it does teach you some incredible values as far as well, work ethic, discipline, um, as social skills. It teaches you everything you need to know about running the business. So big shout out to College Works taught me a whole hell of a lot. Welcome to the Edge of Excellence podcast. This show is for current and aspiring leaders that are dedicated to showing up every day in their lives with excellence. We break down the careers of those excelling so you can understand what is out there and how to rise up in every field you choose. Let's get the show on the road, shall we? Your host has spent his life promoting global entrepreneurship, helping 20-somethings find their passion and working to help others achieve excellence. CEO of CollegeWorks, Matt Stewart. Welcome to the show and don't forget to forward this episode to your buddies because we've got Isaac Montano on. He's going to get into what it means to be a financial advisor. He works for renaissancefinancial.com. You can find him there. Uh, He's on the road to excellence. He says, enjoy the ride and keep your eyes open for hidden opportunities. We're going to get into balance and rewarding yourself for a good day and job well done, as well as what the awesome job of financial planning really is day by day. Welcome to the show and welcome to the Edge of Excellence. Well, Isaac, thank you so much for making time to come on the show. I know you're a super busy guy out there in Phoenix looking at Camelback Mountain from your killer office. Welcome to the Edge of Excellence. Hey, thanks, Matt, for having me. Appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate your time. You're doing me a favor. Well, we're going to dive right into it. And I always start off the same way. Um, and, and people can't see you because we don't use the video, but Isaac's got a sweet suit on. He's looking awesome today. You'll see him in the picture on the artwork that uh, if you go look at the artwork, I want to know, Isaac, besides dressing excellence, what is your definition of excellence? Oh, that is such a good question because I find that the definition of excellence is Achieving your goals, whatever goal you set out for yourself is uh, achieving that certain goal and working hard in order to meet whatever goal you're trying to accomplish. Um, and I always think it's all about the ride, too. Uh, but some people might uh, find achieving excellence is getting that promotion or being financially free. Uh, you know, I have some big goals. I'd love to own a yacht one day, uh, you know. But uh, I, I think overall, it is very tailored to each individual. But overall, you know, ex- achieving excellence would be achieving financial freedom, being able to have flexibility in your schedule, having a fantastic family, um, and just being happy in life. All right. So um, does that assume that you have high goals? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, have a, I mean, I'd love to own a, a very big boat one day, maybe even a plane if you want to sprinkle it in there. But uh, 
you know, two, I, I had a mentor once that uh, put it into perspective for me. You, you shoot for the stars and if you land on the moon, you know, that's not a bad life. So you can find excellence if you set the bar high and you're constantly working to achieve your goals, but you threw in something. And I know you're in this generation, something for the Gen Z and the millennial generation. Be patient. It's about the ride. In India, they call it karma yoga. If you have clarity of intention, purity of heart and sincerity of action, you let go of the outcome and you enjoy the process because not all the outcomes in your control. What's in your control is the process. And if you're having fun with the process and you're learning from the process and you're growing from the process, that's, that's it right there. That's the way to excellence. So you've been uh, doing a lot of things at such a young age. You went to University of Arizona, got your BA, got a bunch of uh, licensing and certificates to go into financial advising. You've been at Phoenix all your life. You're involved in charities like St. Jude's. You got a good balanced life, skiing, wine tasting, golfing, hiking, all that goes well with your job. So um, was that part of your original goal? Did you have an original goal to be a financial advisor? Did you have an original goal to kind of have this balance of community and friends and activities and hobbies and fun? Well, yeah, that's a more or less a great question, right? But because I didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do much like most college students, right? That I didn't know what I wanted to do after college. In college, I was in my beginning years in the first, the first half, uh, if you will, I was kind of a jackass, you know, would party a lot and uh, didn't really have a sense of direction. But then I, I, I got a call from Austin O'Donnell, a, a previous district manager of college work. And he, uh, you know, I was auditioning for, for the position and he hit, he hit it. He hit the nail right on the head and, and uh, was like, "Hey, man, it looks like you don't have any really ambition in the in the uh, in, in the interview portion." And I was like, oh, "You know, it allowed me to." He hit me hard with uh, with some questioning, grilled me, and right after I went home and just really reflected on what I wanted to do, where I wanted my life to go, and um, well, then I, I took the job. I was lucky enough to take the job for College Works, and I learned a lot of. Uh, life lessons, if you will. And, uh, you know, fast forward after college, I got set up with a financial advisor myself as a gift from uh, my aunt. And I was sitting down with this financial advisor and uh, I'm like, hey, man, your life, you, you, your life seems pretty awesome. You know, you get to meet constantly with people. Uh, you get your own flexibility at work. Um, so I started thinking, like, maybe I want to take a look into this. Because I've always wanted to run a business and have, you know, financial freedom, have the flexibility of doing whatever I want. I want to be able to pick up and travel if I want to or go skiing and, um, you know, have flexibility in my life. Uh, and I found, found through conversations with many people and different interviews, processes, uh, that financial advising is what I wanted to do because it allows you the flexibility. Um, you're helping people out. And you have a lot of, uh, and it's very lucrative. Okay, so there's a lot in there. So there's there's people listening right now that had that same life path. So maybe high school wasn't so hard for you and you did pretty well, but you're kind of a jackass. Maybe you didn't know what your value, I'm just thinking, speaking of myself, didn't know what your values were. So you didn't treat people as well as you should have. And you were kind of a punk. Um, then you go to college and 
Maybe you're carrying that party too far. But one day something happened where somebody hit a bone. And in your case, you're interviewing for a job and you go, wait a second. I need to find focus. I need to make it happen. So you remember the exact time that happened. You're interviewing with Austin O'Donnell. Shout out to Austin O'Donnell. Love you. Miss you. Um, another trader that left my business. Before. He's the man. Yeah. I was kind of pissed at him for leaving because he's one of my favorite guys. But kind of happy for him. Uh, so this guy comes to you and uh, he hits you right between the eyes and you go, wait a second. This guy's right. So maybe it's a, uh, an experience that you had. I, I remember getting caught sucking my thumb at 12 years old. I'm like, I got to stop sucking my thumb. Uh, so it's a sucking your thumb type experience. Maybe it's something that one of your parents' friends said to you. Maybe it's something that your friend says to, says to you. Maybe you're shocked in an interview. But there's something that can happen to get you off that jackass track. In your case, it was an interview. And then again, later on, you don't know what you're doing because how could anybody know what they're doing when they're in college or in their 20s? but you have your eyes open. So were you actively looking for what your career was? Did you actively have your eyes open or did you just do this meeting and go, wait a second, this is it. How did that? Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, like, like you said, uh, I was kind of a jackass. I mean, I've had previous experience in sales and running business. So for example, in, in high school, I, I worked uh, selling knives uh, for, for Cutco, which sweet knives, by the way. Um, you know, I, I sold that process. I was in sales, meeting with people. So I knew I liked handling uh, or just being in front of people. I love making people happy and uh, getting in front of people uh, and, you know, pretty lucrative business there, too. So I knew I wanted to do something in the sales industry, but also running my own business. Uh, I just didn't know what. So I was lucky enough that I got set up with a financial advisor after college. Uh, and sitting down with them, I found that, you know, there is something here. There's something that I could really see myself doing for the rest of my life. And uh, it opened up a lot of conversations with different companies. And I really found the company that I'm at now. And I fell in love. I'm going to stay here for probably for the rest of my life, you know, growing the career cause it, and uh, building the book of business. Um, meeting people and just helping people out. It's, uh, it's pretty rewarding to see the progression of uh, just helping people achieve their financial goals and more. Cause I, you know, through talking to people, uh, I'm able to make form connections and I'm able to connect people uh, to one another. So I, I'm, I'm sort of a connector uh, as well as a financial advisor. Okay. So, if you're listening right now, there is a system here. So first of all, you, you don't have to wait until maybe you get a gift with someone that works in the career. That's your future career that you're going to love for the rest of your life. Yeah. You can sit down right now and write down. What do you like about your past jobs? What do you like about your current job? What don't you like? And you can go, what are you good at? And we got Isaac that's good at uh, connecting people. He's good at conversation. He's good at sales. He likes working with people. He likes meeting with people. He likes the variety. And mentally, he did it. He didn't write it down. He did it mentally. And serendipitously, it came up, came to him. But if you're, if you're anxious right now and you're impatient because you're in your 20s and you watch too much Instagram videos, just take a moment. Sit down. And then you can probe either this podcast and listen to people's explanations of what they do. You can go on to Indeed or one of the job boards and start reading job descriptions and figure out. What part of these jobs will you like? Because it needs to be fun. It needs to align with who you are. 
not to mention the disc test. It's one of our episodes. You can listen to that. So you kind of knew. And by the way, shout out to Cutco as well. I think I have every Cutco knife. I don't know. Do you know that dude, John Rulin? No, I don't. It's like the all time great, all time greatest Cutco salesman. He's got a whole business around gift giving now. And you end up getting a Cutco knife. So I've got Cutco knives with my name on it, my wife's name on it, company's name on it, probably everyone. And I went to the fair last year and we had a contest to see who could spend the most money at the fair. Me and my girlfriend, Nicole, who's a friend that's a girl. Um, and what I did was I went and bought Nicole a bunch of Cutco knives and I won the contest because they are damn expensive, but they are worth every single penny. Oh, every penny. Yes, yeah, sir. And I love when we get people from Cutco into any of our businesses because they're hardworking. This, this is, think about this. If you're looking for a job right now, what's going to prove that you work hard? What's going to prove that you're a self-starter? What's going to prove that you have communication skills? What's going to prove that you can lead people to a decision? You, know, you went into college works for all those things, but you already had a bunch of that from Cutco. And that's a great building block. When you went and sat down with uh, the first people you interviewed with at Renaissance Financial, they could tell that you were good at it based on just your resume. That's why you got the interview in the first place, because you had all this experience of consulting with people, consulting on what their cooking needs were, consulting on what their construction needs were. Yes, I certainly didn't get the job because of my GPA, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. Oh, by the way, bear down. Go Cats. I just went to the university. Of, I was there last weekend for my wonderful goddaughter's graduation. Had a great time. I saw those saguaro cactuses up by the JW Marriott. Um, Bear down, go cat. So you're in you're in uh, college with probably a little bit better experience than a lot of college students because you had this tough job that most people wouldn't do at Cutco. And then you meet Austin and you decide you're going to take another tough job with College Works. And if you're thinking about people that can't do College Works because they don't live in the Midwest, they live in Arizona, they live in California. What were some of the struggles you had at College Works and how did you get over those? And how might, might that relate to somebody else in their 20s listening right now? Oh, man. The struggle that uh, college work was, well, I had, a, I had a, you know, the party side of my, the party personality was tugging away. And I had a lot of friends that kept saying, hey, come back and, you know, let's, let's have some fun. And so I had to make some sacrifices there. So moral dilemma, if you will. I'm like, I want to be successful. I want to make sure that I'm setting myself up for a good future. Uh, but here's that tugging away, right? And then college work is not an easy position, right? You got to go door to door, and the and you, I'm sure you know the Arizona heat is not pretty. You got to go door to door, and uh, you know the sales process. It's hard work, but it does teach you some incredible values as far as oh, work ethic, discipline, um, social skills. It teaches you everything you need to know about running the business. So. Big shout out to College Works taught me a whole hell of a lot, and I know I would not be anywhere. Um, you know, it's, it's not, I'm not saying I'm crazy successful, but I'm. You know, I've got a little bit of success uh, doing what I do. Uh, I would. I owe it a lot of it to College Works um, from the push, running the business. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of College Works, and yeah, but had to work hard in order to be successful in it as well. Okay, so everyone in college has these distractions, right? They all have things that are better to do. It's always better to go to the concert. It's always better to go to the music festival. It's always better to go to the football game. It's always better to go out partying with your buddies. 
So everyone has this distraction. Oh, yeah. So how did you maintain the balance of letting yourself get distracted sometimes so you didn't burn out and then also having a tough job while you're in college or right after college? Well, I find that, uh, you know, the harder you work, the better the party is, the better the beer tastes afterwards. You know, if you're if you're being successful in what you're doing and you set yourself some goals and you're able to accomplish those goals by working so hard, uh, busting your balls. Am I allowed to say that? Yes. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> uh, oh, cool. Yeah. So you bust your balls in order to get to achieve your goals. The beer tastes better. You know, the party's a lot more fun. So, and I'm still one of those people that, you know, I, now I, I graduated to wine. I'm a big wine fan. Uh, so I, I love mixing and mingling with people. It's part of my career path. Uh, so again, it's, it's, it's all about a finding a good balance, but just knowing what your goals are uh, and really knowing what you have to do in order to get there. As soon as you accomplish that, then it's fine to, you know, take, but kick your feet up, if you will. So your fun was a reward for your work. You have a job and you talk about going door to door marketing, which, you know, I, I never had a good time doing that. But I like doing the estimates with customers. I like learning what customers did for a living. I like learning about their passions. It expanded my knowledge of things because I grew up in New Mexico and we didn't I didn't have a whole lot of knowledge of what was going on in the big world. I really liked hiring people. I really liked working with people. I didn't like firing them. I didn't like managing them. Still don't like either of those things. But you can find the things you like and work. And every day you've got stuff to do. If you're working on your own, like basically every job you've ever had, Isaac, is working on your own. You have to set your own goals. Mm -hmm. If you're in a business that they're setting the goals for you or you're participating, you get through it and then you reward yourself. And you get through it the next day and you reward yourself. Some people, maybe, maybe even listening to this show right now, are too caught up in the rewarding and are too caught up in the fun side of it. And they're forgetting that balance is not having fun all the time and balance is not working all the time. Balance is balancing fun and work. And if you work a little bit more when you're younger, you can have a little bit more fun when you're older. So you found that out. You're going through telling your friends, hey, I'll come out with you at 7 p.m., not 7 a.m. I've got some stuff to do. And I'm sure some of your friends are still struggling because they never figured out the work thing. They just figured out the reward thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And it pretty much hits on the head. It's all about uh, just knowing what you want and sticking to it. You know, there's always going to be that little voice inside your head telling you, oh, just, just relax a little bit or don't work too hard. You'll hear, you'll hear some people tell me uh, or tell you, you know, don't work too hard. you got to have fun, relax. But you know, in my eyes, um, the future is so much brighter if you just pound the pavement now, um, much like investing, right? You know, you save and save and save and save and the compound interest works in your favor in the future. And that's the same thing in basically all aspects of life. You know, you know professional athletes don't become successful overnight. They, they you know, people pre, uh, praise them for being so successful, but they don't see the hours of grind that goes on behind that success. Um, and that's, and that's, you know, I've done a lot of reading, a lot of, uh, talking to mentors and whatnot. So I, I'm, I'm all about listening and hanging out with people that are more successful than me. That way I can learn and gather information. Maybe I'll, I'll get a nugget from one person and, uh, just really make it my own. Uh, but it's, about making sacrifices in order to be successful. You know, people don't like to hear a lot of that, 
but it, it is the only recipe uh, to be successful. Are you enjoying the show thus far? We go through so many resources and links with this podcast, it's tough to keep up. I get it. That's why Matt and the rest of the team put together the Edge of Excellence Bundle. In it, you'll find different tools that relate to overarching themes and topics of the show. Things like disk assessment tools, time management strategies and tactics, stress and anxiety management tools, exclusive videos and episodes from this podcast that is not released anywhere else, and so much more. The best part? As a valued listener of this show, you can access the Edge of Excellence bundle 100% for free of charge. That's right, for simply being awesome and tuning in. To get access, all you have to do is go to www.collegeworks.com podcast and fill out the short form there for us to get the bundle over to you. Once again, it's www.collegeworks.com podcast. Now, back to the show. You could be a successful partier, but it's hard to pay the bills uh, with that job. So you've got patience because you know it takes a bit. You're not going to get there immediately. You've got a, a, a thirst for knowledge. So you're talking to people, you're reading books, you're expanding your network. You're making, you called it sacrifices, which you could call it sacrifices or choices. Do I choose to go out and crush it at work today? Do I choose to go get a job that's going to be 50 hours, 60 hours a week all summer instead of just partying another summer? Do I choose to read a little bit at night, write a little bit at night, think a little bit at night? So you were making what they call good choices, even though you were a jackass. I was a jackass. You and I were big jackasses, um, but we always worked hard. There's no sacrifice for that. Amen. And eventually we start to see, hey, I need to make more good choices than bad and stop being a jackass. And then people start noticing it. So what was uh, what was the biggest gift you got from Cutco Knives? What was the biggest gift you got from CollegeWorks that's helped you in the financial uh, planning industry? Oh, mentorship. Mentorship and having good people around me that are constantly looking out in my best interest, right? Um, and I, I've made a lot of friends in my lifetime, some good, some bad. Um, but it's all about focusing on those good people that want to see you succeed. Uh, mentorship uh, in Cutco, College Works, and now Renaissance Financial Art. I have always had people in my corner giving me great advice as far as, hey, knowledge is power. Um, you got to hard work, teaching me how to. Yeah, well, I've always, I've always loved people. So it's just fine tuning these uh, little traits or attributes that I'm good at and just focusing on that and using, um, like, for example, I'm, I, I love people and I am pretty good at building a relationship with somebody because I care to listen to people. And uh, so, you know, in, in those, in all those jobs that I've had, uh, I've just focused on, Hey, how can I help people out? Eventually it all comes back. Right. And I think that's one of the best. And, and I was very, very fortunate to have a lot of great mentors um, in these career paths that I've taken. And I mean, I know these organizations, so you're finding a company where you have good people around you and you're finding, I mean, there's mentors around all of us all the time. You just actually listen to them. There were other people that worked with Austin O'Donnell the same time you worked with Austin O'Donnell 
that didn't succeed, that didn't follow any of the plans, that didn't work hard, that always partied, and they didn't make it either. You chose to look for maybe he pissed you off a couple of times. You chose to look past that. Maybe he uh, he, he said you weren't doing enough a couple of times. You chose to get over that and look for the wisdom. And as you talk about these mentors, I mean, I know Cutco, they were all your age. I know College Works, they were all your age. I know your business that you're in right now in that fancy office. I bet you some of your mentors are exactly your age. So you're finding wisdom everywhere, right? That's right. And then you also know your values. Now, if you're not a people person, that's okay. Um, if you don't like to influence people, that's okay. My wife's not a financial planner because she doesn't like to tell people what to do. And you need a financial planner that's going to push you a little bit. If you're not a pusher, that's okay. There's other careers for you. But you knew kind of what your values were. You knew what you liked. And you found this industry. You're open to this industry that maybe you didn't know a whole lot about. Um, and you could see that it aligned with where you're going. And you're not going to have a midlife crisis because you knew who you were. You knew what you liked. And back to your process, what do you like? What are you good at? What do you not like? What are you bad at? Figure out what those those jobs do and then decide if you want to do it. And I want to get into that. What do you do? I mean, what is the day to day of a financial advisor? Some people think you're you're walking onto the New York Stock Exchange with a piece of paper and handing it to somebody else because they saw it in a movie from 1972. (laughs) Um, What does a financial advisor do in this day and age? Oh, that's uh, that's the beauty of it. My every day is different for me, but mainly what I do is I, I try and find people. Um, so whether it's individuals or companies, I figure out their ins and outs of their financial world, and then from there I just take that information, create the most efficient strategies for them to um, grow assets, protect their lives, and just allow them to meet their goals down the road. Uh, some people don't even have goals, and they're just like, hey, I just want to. You know, build as much money. You know, we we have uh, we have strategies that can help with that too. So a lot of it is getting to listen to people and figure out what is going to help them out. So we on operate under the fiduciary capacity, which is just a fancy word for we are legally looking out in the best interest of people. So I am always thinking of how I can help somebody out, whether it's in the financial world or just hey, I just want to connect you to somebody because I think you would be a, you know, a good match to just hang out or um, this would be a good career path. And I know somebody that works at this place, right? So I, I just genuinely like to help out people. And my career allows me to do that. Um, and, you know, I'm also always doing research, uh, reading a lot of you know news, which sometimes breaks my heart of what's going on in the world. But hey, got to be informed. Um, also, you know, learning all the new financial strategies, constant laws are being passed and whatnot. So um, I'm always doing research and meeting the people uh, and seeing how I can help out. And again, I'm building a business while I'm at it. So I'm fortunate enough to be in this career that allows me to knock out everything I like to do, hang out with people and help them out. So there's the there's the back end stuff The people don't always like to do the homework, right? I want the A. I don't want to do the homework. I want to have the golf game with someone that has $20 million to give me to invest, um, but I don't know what to invest in. So the back end, the homework is reading, reading the newspaper, reading the magazines, reading the trade periodicals, uh, reading the laws that are being passed. Read, learn. All the calls. 
and calling constantly, calling a lot of people to meet and seeing, you know, you're still, you're still calling people to meet and prospecting and whatnot. So it's a lot of hard work. Um, it just, I always focus on the positive side. So I'm one of those people. That's just <laughs> yeah, you didn't mention the call. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm a, an idiot for not focusing on the, on the negative sometimes, but I'm just always moving forward. You know, I don't dwell on just the negative side of things. So it's just, there's, there's always a, a lot of ups and downs and then any career path and obviously hard work is, I call it a personal growth. So it's, it's always all about the, the next, the next move, right? Yeah. You, you don't get, you don't get beautiful by eating ice cream. You get beautiful by working out. Um, you don't become successful by running around telling people what to do. You become successful by listening. So you got the back end side of it, of making calls, um, reaching out to people, creating relationships. Some of them, you're, you're ne they're never going to be your customer. They might be your friend. They might be your golf buddy. They're never going to be your customer, but you still, you're getting all this kind of serendipitous win by reaching out constantly. You're doing the research so you know what you're talking about. And then it becomes a listening job. And I bet you at least half of your three-fourths of your job is listening to what their goals are, what their strategy is, what their plan is. So you can then consult, assist, and sometimes even manage them a little bit, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And some of my best, I guess, clients have come from people that aren't my customers or my clients. You know, I, I uh just by building that relationship and helping them out in some way, they are not clients of mine, but they referred me to a bunch of other people. So it's like, you know, it's, it's all about building relationships with people and right, work, putting in the work. And, and I know Isaac, and I just got to say this. Um, and I heard this from a speaker cause I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of watching speeches. I do a lot of talking to people. I do a lot of helping people just to help them palm down. So palm down giving is when you do something and your palm's not up wanting something back. And when people see Isaac out there just being a good guy, just wanting to help out, just sharing and spending time at St. Jude's and spending time in other community, uh, in other community organizations, just talking to you because someone says, hey, Isaac, what do you think? He doesn't care if that person wants to be his customer. I know that it's, that's not his value. His value isn't narcissism get business from you his value is i want to impact the world i want to contribute to the world and what happens when you're serious about that and it really deep down inside who you are people say hey this person should work with this other person because this other person needs someone like isaac so you're in the business of basically meeting people delivering value to people and some of them are going to become your clients. Some of them aren't. You're just constantly meeting, delivering value through your calls, through your friendship circles, through your wine tasting, constantly delivering value, delivering value, delivering value. And you have the value to deliver because you do your homework with your reading and your understanding of where the markets are going and where the laws are going. And eventually some people become clients and some friends refer clients and some clients refer clients and you move into a consulting role. If I come to you and I decided, hey, you know, you're my type of uh, uh, person I want to do. And, and you, you end up keeping your financial planner forever, pretty much. Um, but, you know, I want to retire in 10 years. I haven't saved any money. I keep buying fancy cars. And um, but my real goal is I got to retire because of X, Y, Z. I got no money. I've got no strategy. I got no plan. What might you say to me in that consultant, assistant, secret manager type role? Well, the first step would be, hey, let's 
set up a time to chat, right? Let's go over what specific goals are. What do you have going on? Um, a lot of what I do is coaching people psychologically to say, hey, man, look, I'm never going to tell you what to do because you're the captain of the ship. I'm just helping you navigate. I'm making recommendations over here um, based on what you are telling me your goals are. So maybe I'll just gently tell them, hey, maybe stop buying just fancy cars. If you want to retire in 10 years, yeah, spending a lot of money, especially depreciating assets, might not be the way to go. Right? Each person is different in that sense, but it all traces back to uh, making sacrifices and uh, putting in work in order to be, uh, achieve your form of success or succeed in a, uh, in a goal. So if your goal was to succeed in 10 years, you got to put in work and you got to save. Um, and by saving, I mean investing in, uh, in different stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And again, it's, it's choices. And I used to be that guy. Didn't have any retirement money, didn't have any savings, had the fancy cars. And I had a financial planner saying, hey, you need to put money in. I just ignored them and kept ignoring. Eventually, if you're in this role, you've got to stand up like a good friend. Like, like I'm a little bit overweight right now. My buddy's like, dude, we're going to go work out on Tuesday and Thursday. Like, okay, I'm going to ignore you. Says it again. I'm going to ignore you. A good friend helps you. So in this role as a financial advisor, you got to be a smart friend. You got to be a well-researched friend. You got to be a hardworking friend. And then sometimes you have to say, hey, you, there's something that you got to do here because you're not aligned with your goal, which really what you are as a financial advisor is a consultant. It's kind of like a long-term life consultant. You're an assistant sometimes where you're reminding people to do things. Oh, yeah. And then some other times you're a little bit of a manager, which I needed at a time to, and you know what we do now is we, we invest through our business um, before I ever get the money because I'm so bad at it. It has to be taken away from me like a little kid. I get my lollipop. I get my reward later because I'll just take it all right now. I'm like the marshmallow kid. I just eat like seven of them. Um, and so you're, you're coaching people to maybe, they, they might be successful in one area, but they're not successful in another area. And having wealth isn't about how much money you made. It's about how much you save. So what percentage of your time are you spending in this consulting role versus the research role versus the relationship building role? I say the relationship building and the consulting aspects of that go hand in hand, right? Because I'm always listening and I'm gathering all the information uh, in order for me to make, be able to make that recommendation. So uh, my role of, uh, I guess, the consultant or the friend, the good friend that's recommending them what to do is the majority of my, my work, right? Like coming up with the strategies is easy after I've done the info gathering. So a lot of plans is, are, or a lot of actions take 90% of preparation and 10% of execution. Um, you know, you've probably heard a lot of different variations of that, but that's all it is. I listen to people. I put in the work and then execution portion is easy um, because there's a lot of uh, information gathering that I've done prior. All right. So every every day, week, month, uh, there's things that you do that you could do something else. Way back in time in your 20s, when you were a little bit of a jackass like me, early 20s, maybe teens. Um, you were probably not making too many sacrifices for your future. Eventually, you made one or two. If you could go back in time and say, hey, Isaac, 
that thing that you're fretting over, that sacrifice you're about to make, make it. It's the best thing that you'll ever do. What would that be? Oh, man, it would have been to start reading a whole hell of a lot earlier, reading uh, self-help books, even fiction books, They're just reading more, getting out and gathering information. Uh, I'm a big, uh, you know, I'm a big believer that the more you know, the better you're equipped to, you know, handle real world problems. And a lot of my advice that I've gathered, a lot of my actions that I take now are because of stuff that I read and people that I've talked to. So again, it's all about gathering the information. So I would, I would go back and, you know, force, force that information down my younger self throat. But I know that jackass uh, would have told me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. But maybe not because exactly. you seem to have all, all your life, you're looking for wisdom from others. So maybe not. Uh, what's your favorite book or what's your favorite thing that you've read? Oh, man. So I love this fiction book, uh, the Jack, the uh, Jack James Reese series uh, by Jack Carr. Love the series as far as fiction goes. Can't Hurt Me by um, David Goggins is one of the all-time best books I've ever read. And that's for motivation and uh, just learning discipline. Also, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink is awesome. Uh, again, really cool books that put things into perspective that, hey, you know, I might think I have it hard, but there are some. Oh, there you go. You got it. Uh, and I just, I just held up the Extreme Ownership book. Yes. Awesome book. And it just puts things into perspective. You know, no matter how hard it is, there, there are some hard motherfuckers out there that have had it way harder and they overcome a whole lot more adversity than I will ever be in front of. Uh, so again, it's just learning these stories of extremely successful people that went through hell and back in order to get to that position they were. Um, so it makes you know my decisions easier. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll start reading a little bit more. Uh, maybe I'll start putting in more work. And it's all about one for get one percent better every day how compound interest works one percent better every day you're going to be very very well off in the future yeah and you mentioned this before uh life works the same way as investing does life works on compound interest you put effort in early it pays off later if you spend if you invest five thousand dollars a year between 20 and 30 and never invest again you'll have more money than if you invest from 30 to 65 five grand a year think about that 50 grand versus what does that come up to 175 grand and you'll have more money because of compound interest. If you invest in reading, working hard early in your 20s, you end up on such a high level before the rest of the people get started that you're just so far ahead. Nobody ever catches up. Also interesting. My favorite book is Man's Search for Meaning. And you know, it's not a business book, uh, but it reminds me, God, it's never it's never that bad in my life. You, know, you look at Jocko Williams and what they did for our country and you know, life and death situations. You know, I'm not in those situations. How can I complain? I'm not, I'm not in Auschwitz. How can I complain? And you're, maybe you and I are a little bit from the same cloth. Um, yeah, we have a bad day. First thing I think about is my day's not that bad. And maybe it's because of the reading I've done. And then I can get to the next day more easily. And nowadays with Instagram and everybody's life's better and girlfriend's better looking and dinner's better and vacation's better. People are just being grinded with, you know, you don't have it that well. So maybe one of the best actions out of this podcast is go read Jocko Williams book, oh, yeah. go read man's search for meaning, 
and figure out that, you know, these these issues that we have. And some people do have life and death issues, and I'm not belittling that. Some people have had a much harder life than I have. I'm not belittling that, um, but it can always get worse. And if we can get over that and get to the next thing um, and find our happiness again, we're going to be a, a lot more productive. Oh, yeah. Victor, Victor Frankl himself, he lived through hell. And that's the author of Man's Search for Meaning, right? Yeah. Have you read that book? Yeah, that is. That is. A, oh, yeah, that's a great book. And it, it really puts things into perspective. That really does. And it also gives you some good insight into psychology. Well, Isaac, I'm going to uh, cut us off because I know you got to get back to figuring out what people's dreams are, figuring out how they can help fulfill their dreams, figuring out what you can do for them, identifying what's going on in the community around you where you can be a helping hand. Thank you so much for coming on the Edge of Excellence and making time today. Matt, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure having a conversation with you. Uh, I know you're, you're a successful man yourself and you're a hell of a good time to talk to. Well, and shout out to Austin O'Donnell. Austin, we all love you. Your impact is still being felt all these years later. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the Edge of Excellence podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this exact episode with them. This show exists to showcase what is possible when young leaders are willing to step out of their comfort zone and choose to excel in their lives. To learn more about our internship for young and ambitious students, www.oneinternship.com podcast to see if it's something that makes sense for you. Once again, it is www.oneinternship.com podcast. Let this be a reminder for you to live on the edge of excellence in your business and life. See you next time.